Welcome back to send them off another day, another preview. Al, how are you doing? Oh, I didn't do you my didn't thing. do the ever present. Go on, do it quick. Should I do it? Should I do yeah, it? Yeah, go on. Uh, joining me as always is my ever present podcasting partner. Al, how are you doing? Yeah, all right, not too bad. Looking forward to this. Well, I'm looking forward to them all, but this one, you know, yeah. Norwich, top of the championship. Be nice to get into yeah. it. See him back in the and, Premier League. And some, some decent business. And uh, yeah. joining us, joining us is Norwich City super fan and uh, from Talk Norwich City, Chris. Chris Reeve, how are you doing? How are you doing? Champions. Ole, ole, ole. Not to be done. Head and shoulders above last season, in fairness. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. They, they were no, no competition. No arguments from me. Um, but going into this one, I, I mean, I think it'd be fair to say you're, over recent years, Norwich have been a little bit of a yo-yo club at times. Um, I think I think that's a fair comment to make. Uh, this year, however, some some interesting sign-ins. Three in particular I picked out. Um, Rashitza, I think that's how you say it. Um, Lise Melu and Billy Gilmore. Uh, so, Chris, what are your thoughts? Great pronunciation. And first of all, to completely agree with you, Norwich Yo-Yo Club. And you know what? I'm totally okay with that. I'd rather be, <laughs> I'd rather be a yo-yo club than rotting in the championship or even worse for our blue and white neighbours rotting in League One. I'm more than happy to be a yo-yo club. People say you're a yo-yo club as if it's a bad thing. Norwich are a self-funded family football club that haven't got money being injected into it. So you know what? I'm actually really proud of Norwich doing what they're doing. Can we survive this season? Yes, there's a good chance with those signings that you've highlighted already. Rashica looks a real, real, um, real top pedigree player. Norwich City haven't been able to sign those players before. Billy Gilmore, of course, signing from, from Chelsea is a is an absolutely outstanding signing for us, even though it's only on loan. And you've, you, you're very right to say Lise Ballou as well, an experienced player um, signed from Nice who looks just like a real Rolls-Royce of a footballer. So at the moment, the mood at Norwich City is, although I'm, I, I'm saying those players that have been bought in, we are excited by that. We're probably three or four short um, to, to, to be all completely confident that we can survive in the Premier League next season. Yeah, it struck me as well last season, other than perhaps um, Jamal Lewis, who went to Newcastle, you kept all your big, big, big I was going to say that, like, you, when, when they came down. Like, yeah, Max Aaron stayed, obviously Pookie stayed. Um, Max Aaron's had a crack in season last season. Yeah, yeah. Well. He, he had a really superb, good season. Superb. Um, you know, him and Connor Roberts, I think. Him, yeah, just, yeah, I was going to say know, him and Connor we got, Roberts. We've got to have Connor <laughs> in there at some point, but I think Max Aaron's, yeah, did, did himself a credit last year. Um, Cantwell again. Uh, I was one. convinced Todd Cantwell was going to leave. How on earth did you keep these players? That's what um, I want to know. Honestly, lads, it's a, it's a bit. It really is a Christmas miracle. It's an absolute miracle, and and I think the only way I can say it's happened is because of the COVID pandemic. It was almost a blessing in disguise for Norwich City, although it's left uh, a thirty million uh, pound uh, budget deficit for us that we've had to fill with the sale of of Emmy Buendia. I think the only reason why these players haven't moved on is because of the COVID pandemic. People, clubs didn't want to commit loads of money during during the last window because of that. Max Aarons in the championship is basically committing fraud. Emmy Buendia, I mean that we should be we should have been deducted points for keeping Emmy Buendia in the championship for God's sake. It's just ridiculous. And you're quite right to say Timu Puki, but two players, I mean you've mentioned Todd Cantwell, but another player that, that you didn't mention is Tim Krull. Who's just yeah the outstanding goalkeeper and you know just absolutely phenomenal. So 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a blessing in disguise, the reason why those players didn't move on. But at the same time, it's also, I think, almost created this perhaps some 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 additional loyalty. You don't get a lot of loyalty in, uh, in, in football anymore. And I think clubs like Norwich, perhaps similar to Swansea too, when players have success at those clubs, it does make them think, actually, is the grass greener? So I think that's massively paid off for Norwich City. Now we're back in the Premier League. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a couple of weeks ago perhaps a month or so before the sign-ins I I'd almost with all due respect written you off I'm not gonna lie um I thought I, I think I think a lot I think it's a fair comment to make I had um I don't uh, know about written them off but I, I wouldn't have I, said I, you I, were, I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I thought <laughs> I'll be honest if you say that they would have been a, a massive achievement but yeah. I, I look at the Billy Gilmore sign on law and I think how intelligent was that signing he was like he played quite well for Chelsea last season he was he was in a, the team but you know he, he played a tidy role when it came to it but I can see him getting regular football at Norwich and you know I, I could see I, I want to say sort of highest 12th even just by having him in the team because he's such a solid midfielder that's a big prediction that man. is a big prediction but I, I just feel like he would fit the fit the style of Norwich to play I Luke, don't know I think uh, well, a lot of people are basing their their assumptions and predictions on Norwich City's Premier League campaign coming up based on what we did last time but last time we simply didn't have the squad. It wasn't big enough and we didn't have the talent defensively to stay up. This time we bolstered our defence. Ben Gibson, who was flirting with the England team when he was in the team at Burnley prior to Norwich signing him. Dimitri Giannoulis, who we signed um, from, from Palking in, in Greece for big money, was rumoured to go to Roma, Newcastle, Porto, you know, big, big football clubs before Norwich City. We've managed to keep hold of, of Maxi Aarons. We've already said Tim Krull. So defensively, was so much more sound. And then you're very, very, very right to say, Al, that as soon as you sprinkle in a Billy Gilmore, you sprinkle in Elise Malou. Of course, you've still got Timmy Puki up top and Todd Cantwell, who's going to have a point to prove this season. I wouldn't write us off. And I think, look, everyone is absolutely, and, and rightly so, by the way, they lauded Leeds United last season for the way they played football in the Premier League. Norwich City were the trailblazers for that style of football. We just couldn't carry it out because of the player strength and quality. Leeds have had that from the off because they've got a billion, billion, million pound owner to just inject cash all the time. So, look, I think you'll see a much uh, a much more mature streetwise Norwich City going to the Premier League this season. Don't write us off. If you write us off, what happens is you rock up to Carrow and we go and beat Manchester City three two. We're more than capable of beating the big boys. Um, and and of course, my, my 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 yellow and green tinted glasses are on. I'm not blind or, 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 or stupid enough to think it's not going to be difficult. It's going to be really, really difficult. It's a very, very, very hard start for us. But I feel like as soon as we build momentum, as soon as we've got that first win under our belt, we could really do something this season. I think there are three worse teams in the Premier League than Norwich City. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's a very good point. I, I was about to say it as well. And we were talking about it a little bit, like I think it was yesterday when we were recording, we were talking about Newcastle, I think it was, yeah, and how they yeah. were just flirting with relegation, but there are teams worse than them. I can certainly see, you know, three teams, four teams, maybe yeah. five teams worse than Norwich this season, just it, on paper. It's interesting you mentioned Newcastle, though, because I, I obviously we got the team sheet in front of us, Al, and I'm, I'm looking at this team and it's far more inspiring than it was, than I felt looking at the Newcastle team last night. And far more inspiring even when we were speaking to... Yeah. So even we were speaking to TFE and it was 
when we were looking at the Newcastle team, similar to how we were talking about the Arsenal team, it sort of just sucked the life out of you. Yeah. But this yeah. one kind of makes it, it gets you a bit excited just it's looking exciting. at the team. Yeah, I, I almost feel like Norwich have gone on a FIFA career mode spree this summer and just gone, oh, we'll have him, we'll have him. <laughs> yeah, we'll have him as well. Billy Gilmore, yeah, Sam, come on. Like, you know what I mean? I, and I, I'm excited. Like you said, tough start, Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, some top four teams. Then you play two lower league sides in yeah. Arsenal and Watford. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you didn't I, yeah, say tough, it, I was going to say it. <laughs> tough start. Uh, but those three, I mean, you can get a point out of that first three. I think you're in good stead. To be fair, even if you lose all three, I'm. I personally, I don't think for a team for a team coming up who's gone who've gone down the last time they're in the Premier League, the aim has got to be nothing more than staying up, surely. Yeah, well, look, a, a lot of the fans believe that. But Daniel Farker has said in his press conference when he renewed his contract recently, by the way, which is going to be massive for Norwich City. A lot of people haven't spoken about that. Daniel Farker, four more years to continue his journey. He doesn't want to just survive. His 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 narrative has changed from it will be a miracle to stay up to we want to do more than that this season. Um, yes, it's a tough start. Would I take a point? Yeah, I'd bite your hand off for it. But again, to reiterate a point, don't write us off. Because that what we've got on our side is we play, uh, I think, two or three of those games at home against those big boys. Carra Road back, the fans are back, on the ball city, absolutely raucous through the Carra Road rafters. I, I would worry as a big team rocking up to Carra Road because all of the expectations on Liverpool, all of the expectations on Man City, all of the expectations on Leicester, and that will play there with their heads. It played with their heads last time, and it will play with their heads more again. But this time, Norwich City have got a better team, starting 11, not squad, starting 11, to do some damage against those boys. I really, really believe that. I would absolutely love to see it take nine points for the first three. Imagine, imagine. I love it. I think <laughs> I would Looking at this squad, though, I genuinely think Norwich are going to be like my leads last season. Like, If you could string a couple of decent, like if you play good football, which obviously you, you seem quite confident that that's what you're going to rock up and do, then that is the reason I enjoyed Leeds. I didn't like Leeds when they were in the Championship. I don't think anybody did. Nobody did liked Leeds when uh, they were in the Championship. Like, I love them. I absolutely love Leeds now. I love them. Um, and so it's because feeling... they, they, they'll go out and they'll get the win. They'll, you know, yeah. if they don't win, but they'll go out and have a go. And yeah. I feel like this and Norwich no team has got a bit of bite in no... it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like Norwich are going to play like that. And I'm excited for Norwich to play like that as well. They, I mean, they were, as I said earlier, head and shoulders above everybody in the Championship last year. Apart from Swansea. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, obviously. I, I'm inclined to disagree, football, actually. Yeah, I, I think I, if we're going on football, it, like the football that we actually played, the quality of it, we should have finished about 18th last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's one for another day. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If they play good football, I can see you guys becoming my second team. So Look, it's risky. Look, it's risky. Going up to the Premier League, and we'll get it again. We get it every time uh, we, we go up is... Oh, Norwich, little Norwich being naive, trying to play pretty football. Well, yeah. Why are you a football fan? You boys tell me why. why exactly. Are you you want to watch the football. You want to watch nice football. Exactly. No one wants Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. No one wants to watch a shithouse 1-0 win anymore. We're bored exactly. of that nonsense. No one wants Brexit football anymore. We want free-flowing, <laughs> entertaining football. And that's what Norwich serve up. And you know what? If we go out and attack teams and we go and lose 2-3-0, so be it. Because I want to be entertained, particularly when we've not been at stadiums. That's all I want now. Yes, Norwich will come unstuck against teams who will pick us apart because we're trying to attack the game. But that's what football is all about, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah so it's, sure. it's, as if, it's as if you came from the Liberty, honestly, because that's exactly what we were saying all last season. 
rather than just sit back and you know pass the ball, we want to try and play some good football. Enjoy. If we lose, we lose. Let's have a few shots on target. Let's pass the ball. Let's, get, let's string some passes together. Yeah. And yeah, I I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I I'm I'm big fan of the way Norwich have sort of the way he went down. Stuck with Daniel Farker, who actually gets an honourable mention in my fantasy football team name this year, which is Who Gives a Farker. Um, with, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Can I just put it out there? <laughs> so, so proud of that. I came up with it myself. And yeah, very, very proud. Almost as good as Anya Uake a couple of, a couple of seasons ago. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of that they kept with him. And almost they went down and they rebuilt with the same manager. It was almost like a continuation of the project. Whereas like, you, you saw Bournemouth last year. They went down, they got rid of Eddie Howe, Jason Tindall came in, Jonathan Woodgate came in, now Scott Parker, uh, yeah, Scott Parker's there now. Scott isn't he? Parker. So, uh, is it working? Because they've not gone straight back up. Um, I think it's 100% down to keeping Daniel Farker, keeping your best players and that. I'm not sure you would have kept your best players. I know you mentioned the pandemic was the reason, but if Farker had gone, yeah. Uh, yeah. they might well have followed suit. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think Daniel Farke would have certainly played a part of that because, it, you know, if we if we had replaced Daniel with another manager, players are out of favour. We want to completely rip up the the the, the, the Norwich City way, which is this free-flowing um, football that we're, we're trying to actually be proactive in games and bring it to the opposition. You're not necessarily going to do that under another gaffer, so it would have certainly had an impact. And you know what? Credit to the football club because I was one of those fans that doubted Daniel Farker when we went down we lost 10 games in a row we lost 10 games in a row now for any football club if you lose 10 games in a row most of your fans are going to be questioning keeping the gaffer right because it you are just naturally going to question it and I'm so wrong and I'm so happy that I'm wrong but it said but it took real kahunas for the board to stick with Daniel Farker, to see the bigger picture, not just the, the immediate short and medium term, which is as far as clubs go. They thought long-term, if we get rid of Daniel, we don't, we don't bounce back from the championship. And I think it took a lot of bravery and fair play. And it's another reason why I'm super proud to support Norwich. We now have, I, think, I believe Daniel Farker is one of the longest reigning managers in, in, in the top two tiers of English football, which is probably, which is just absolutely incredible. So yeah, look, credit to credit to Daniel Farker. He's got a way about him. He's got a great connection with the fans. And and I, and I think in football now, more than ever, you need to buy into those personalities. I think the game in general lacks passion. It lacks personality. It lacks character. And I think when you've got that at your football club, you hold on to it because that is what gets your team over the line when you're struggling. Chris, have you been listening to our podcast all season? Because that's all we said last no. year. <laughs> it just doesn't feel the I same. Was, I, was thinking, I was thinking this up. Doesn't I was like, feel thinking the same. Um, one thing I did want to highlight, though, is a certain um, uh, Finnish striker. Um, he's not finished. He's finished. Uh, <laughs> uh, team of Poopy. Oh, I, I, was that uh, that Scottish? Uh, we yeah, I'm glad that, somebody yeah. got the reference. I have to pick like, up on like, that then, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Pookie got a bit of stick last time he was in the Premier League. <laughs> Had a good start, but then disappeared uh for, for all intents and purposes Can do you know do what he disappeared season. right as i put him in my fantasy team which yeah, I, I still haven't forgiven him for to be honest with you can, can he do it this season chris yeah yeah of course he can boys and um, it's really interesting the opinion of fans that don't support norwich city and they say well yeah you know pookie got some stick last season did he I would actually argue that he set the Premier League alight in the opening games. And for a player that, by the way, cost us zero pounds. We didn't pay a penny 
the team. Those are the best ones, aren't they? And he ripped it up. He still got double digits in the Premier League and we didn't pay a penny for him. Norwich's problem was that we didn't have anyone to support him. He, he was massively reliant on Emi Buendia feeding him the ball all the time. And he got a toe injury, right? So actually, there's a lot of bad luck in there, to be honest yeah. with you, lads. And, you know, a, a, a striker to score 10 goals and a pretty dismal campaign for Norwich City in the Premier League, I actually think is really impressive, considering that everyone wrote him off. They, they wrote him off when he signed for us in the Championship and he absolutely tore it. He absolutely, well, I almost swore then, he absolutely smashed it. And then we went up to the Premier League and they went, oh, no, he can only do it in the Championship smashed it every uh, social media was full of pookie party pookie this pookie that he will be this season again by the way and then they say oh that was a fluke he'll go back to the down to championship and he won't do well yet again smashed it so look you can write off pookie if you want boys but i certainly certainly won't be he'll be getting double digits again no problem at all hey listen you're the norwich expert i'm taking your word for it uh, yeah we, yeah, we are not writing off maybe after the first three games yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh we've got about five minutes left of this one i just want to ask you two more questions which i'm asking everybody who comes on alex knows the drill by now uh first one you obviously finished top of the championship last year uh are you willing to give us a send them off exclusive chris where do you think norwich are going to finish this year I've said I've said between 12th and 15th. That's what I predict. I, I'll come on this podcast more often with you, Al. I love that. <laughs> I, you, I, I say this to just about everyone, but you'll be having my job, man, honestly. I, I, I absolutely love that from you. I, I will, look, I, I will take one place above the rally zone right now. I will bite your hand off for it. I'll probably give you 500 quid for it, right? <laughs> I'm, that, I'm that desperate for survival. Um, however... I've just got this feeling, and I get this every time I go out to the Premier League, but you know what? I, th- I think, look, who knows? Maybe 14th, 15th for Norwich. But look, every single Norwich fan right now at this present moment of recording, 4th of August, the, the mood in the Norwich camp in terms of the Norwich fans, we are a little bit worried about the lack of personnel. Like, we've got a strong starting eleven, in my opinion, that can do damage to any team in the Premier League particularly the big sides, because they'll be complacent against us. But we haven't really, at the moment, got a strong enough plan B. There's no Premier League backup in terms of the quality. So, yeah, to answer your question, I'll take, and uh, and I realistically would expect that we will just about survive by the skin of our teeth. But my heart is telling me that, that we do a little bit better than that. Oh, well, the transfer window's not closed yet. Yeah, it's, it's not, not quite done yet. Points. It's not quite done. I've got 15 down here for me because I think I think your squad is better than relegation. I think you're like as you said earlier, there are at least three teams. If Norwich do go paper. down, it'll be because of some horrendous accidents or some whatever, some bad luck. It'll be no, yeah, no it'll be the it'll be. I think if you go down, it'll be the likes of what you just said in terms of personnel. It'll be injuries, yeah, which hit you, and then you know second string players have got to come in and Cookie's sort of leg will gaps. fall off or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we, we, I, I hope not. If he's in my fantasy no, team, no, yeah, the, the week I put him last in. time, yeah. I went, man. Um, and then the second question I got to ask you is: uh, Can you pick out a star man for us? Somebody to keep an eye on, the one to watch. You know that I'm getting really. I'm. Uh, I think a really, really obvious, easy one, which most people will expect, is Billy Gilmore. I mean, the it's, for Norwich City to get him is absolutely huge. It's incredible business. He is an obvious one. I watched 
him yesterday, albeit against Gillingham in a friendly, but just you can really tell that he's been hanging around Champions League winners. He really can. The twists, the turns, agility, touch. He's absolutely amazing. I'm now calling him Bisto Billy because he is a different gravy. He really is, lads. He's absolutely phenomenal. So Bisto Billy is an obvious one. But my shout, uh, so I've been laughing and joking with the Norwich fans because they don't, they're, they're not ready to accept it yet. Pierre-Lise Malou, who we've signed from Nice, he will be one that won't get many of the plaudits, but he'll be a tidy operator for Norwich City this season and he loves a long-range shot. So he would be my man to potentially watch. But, but look, another player that would be an easy one to say is Todd Cantwell. Last time, eight goals, plenty of assists as well. His assist um, in pre-season the other day was outrageous as well. He's, so no, he's, so, look, Norwich have got star men, right? Um, but it's about how we perform as a unit if we need to survive this season, particularly defensively. I completely agree with there you. There we are. I've picked out Rashidza. I have. Yeah, Rashid. I've got a feeling. He might yeah. go in my fantasy team, you know? Yeah, look, Rashidza could do it, right? And a lot of people are saying that. Rashidza had a pretty poor season yeah. last time in the Bundesliga, which is why Norwich have probably managed to get him. I feel like he's one of these players that is either going to just absolutely blast off immediately or it's going to take him a whole season to adapt to English football. I'm sure you guys as Swansea fans, you'll know that as well. You know, sometimes players come from abroad and it does take them a season to bed in, but when they bed in, they can really kick on. Norwich can't really afford to have that this season. We need players that can hit the ground running if we stand a chance in the Premier League. Rashidza could be that man. There we are. Here we you go. first. Send him off exclusive. I like it. Uh, we have come to the end. Chris, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, really enjoyed. You, yeah, would you like a couple of moments just to plug your socials or whatever, tell people where they can find you? Yeah, if you if you want to come and watch uh, a very, very, what's going to be topsy-turvy roller coaster Premier League campaign, you can do it on Talk Norwich City, at Talk Norwich City, Insta, Twitter, Talk Norwich City on Facebook. We're even on LinkedIn now. We're everywhere. YouTube, obviously, is a great place to hang They're out. They're on OnlyFans before you know it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, YouTube's obviously where we're, where we're mainly hanging out. We'll be doing various different match day experiences from inside the stadium next season, which we're really looking forward to, as well as some really, really uh, interesting podcast guests, as always. So c- come on over and subscribe. Lovely stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, Chris, for joining us. It really has been a pleasure. Um, Alex, I'll see you for the next uh, season preview. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at Send Them Off Podcast, Twitter at Send Them Off Pod, and everywhere in between if you just give us a little search. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Take care. Oh.